This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time. Seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. All right. Welcome into the show. It is Friday, June 23rd, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I am obviously not Aaron Montgomery. I'm Eric Campbell. You can find me at ericcampbell.com. Aaron is away at Skills USA this week, so bringing up the next generation of decorators, as we know he is keen to do but today we have a great guest we got marshall atkinson who you guys may know uh i think you should know him already and he's actually going to talk about some new stuff the use of ai and there'll be a little follow-up for me and terry talking about our favorite kind of uh, skynet adjacent jokes i'm sure about ai and what's going on with it but uh marshall has to leave a little early so we're going to kind of change our format just a little bit and get straight into the news Hello, everybody. Yeah, um, Skills USA, really exciting. I got some updates this morning. So keep a lookout on apparelist.com because we'll be sharing some updates from that. But this morning, have some different headlines for all you regulators out there. Uh, let's get into it. First headline, recent Supreme Court cases shine light on parity and derivative works. So while cases like the two that are shared in this article definitely fall more into the retail and consumer space, Apparel decorators can learn a lot about what not to do when it comes to creating products based on artwork, designs, any overall branding that's not their own. So case one in this article highlights the parody side of things. Um, really spare you the legal jargon because it's really complicated and in-depth. But basically the case was about a dog toy that parodied the Jack Daniels liquor bottles. So ultimately, the Supreme Court justices did find that the dog toy was a condemnable infringement of the Jack Daniels marks. Ooh, try saying that 10 times fast. I can't even say it once. Um, and then case two looked at the role that copyright laws <clears throat> play in fostering artistic creativity. So this one was all about the use of a photo of Prince that was taken by a photographer named Lynn Goldsmith. Then a similar photo was used on the cover of a magazine but obviously with lots of artistic rendering, designs. Um, again, both of these cases should make decorators evaluate their own use of various artwork. Obviously, it's great to use inspiration, get ideas, things like that, but there's a lot of gray area when it comes to this world, and it's a rabbit hole that we can all go really far into, um, but hopefully this article gets people thinking. Second headline I want to share with all of you this morning Epson partners with the Five Geyers Institute to battle plastic pollution. Um, hopefully no one's sick of me talking about sustainability yet, but it's really important. Um, so in this one, the Five Geyers Institute is a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering action against the global crisis of plastic pollution. Uh, they do that through science, education, advocacy. Um, so through this partnership specifically, Epson will focus on raising awareness of plastic pollution and identify solutions for customers to reduce plastics in their work at home. Epson will also support Five Geyers leading solutions-focused research in 2023 by investigating the environmental fate and toxicity of bioplastics. Um, there, again, lots of interesting jargon that goes into this. So I really encourage you to read the article. It's going to give you a lot of the details, um, but just a lot, lot to do with waste, compost, plastics in the environment, everything like that. Third headline. This one's really fun. Sublimation Industry Pros launch education platform for those looking to master the craft. Um, Cheryl Kuchek, uh, she's a pretty well-known name in the sublimation space if you don't know her. Um, she also runs a sublimation business called Just My Imagination Designs. Um, she teamed up with David Gross of Condi uh, to launch this platform. <clears throat> there will be two key components, a beginner's course and an advanced course, and I think it's pretty self-explanatory which is which. Um, but there will also be a community uh, that people can join uh, it'll be kind of stylized like a membership thing. So there will be lots of benefits for people who join that. Um, 
dubbed Sublimation University. It will also offer graduating students the chance to teach and give back to the community. So lots of really cool opportunities there. Uh, the expected launch date is July 5th. Uh, we are following up with Sherilyn David on that launch date. We'll get the official word out to everybody. Make sure we share it with y'all. Um, but pretty cool stuff if you're interested or haven't done the world of sublimation or even are looking for hard good sublimation um, opportunities beyond apparel. Really cool stuff there, guys. Um, I know we're on a time crunch, so I'll go ahead and send it back to you, Eric and Terry. Awesome. All right. uh, I yeah. love the sublimation uh, uh, industry pros. That's uh, that's very cool. I, I like to, uh, both those guys are going to be uh, uh, huge uh, assets to that. So that's very cool. But five guyers, uh, now I have a craving for a cheeseburger. <laughs> it wasn't a dad joke, by the way. I know, not even the dad joke. You're already starting now. And on top of that, I have to admit, I every time I see people talking about the Supreme Court case about parody, and it's like there's always this fight. Come on, guys. If if your stuff refers directly to somebody else's logo, just be really careful. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of those things. It's like we all use know your, it's a thing. Use yeah, your, use your common sense. <laughs> yeah, for real. So good to get that clarification, even if you're not into the legalistic stuff. But before we get Marshall in, everybody is clamoring for the dad joke. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but I know that they all want the dad joke, whether or not we're changing. <laughs> so, Terry, I think you got something good for us today. Let's get on I with do. it, man. I, I do, Eric. And in fact, it uses the word dad in the joke. So I, when I saw it, I'm like, well, this is perfect. So Meta joke. <laughs> All right. So uh, Eric, during a bear attack, I accidentally played dad instead of playing dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it all worked out. Now the bear can ride a bike without training wheels. Oh, yep. Yep. That's a dad joke. That would be exactly what those are. Uh, <laughs> if you're wondering, a master class in a joke that is just not particularly funny. <laughs> All right, man. I love it. And I know everybody's waiting. Everybody's just starting out. And I know, like, everybody's saying, oh, we're changing things up. Yep. I know. Ramona's like, I think I just missed the dad joke. No, you didn't. Trust me. We're not going to do that to you, though we do want to move things on because we do have Marshall we, here waiting in the wings. We even told Marshall, hey, listen, the only thing we can't move back is the dad joke. We yeah, just can't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the last comment on the dad joke before we get rolling, uh, Todd coming in saying, of course, that was unbearable. Oh, Todd, <laughs> you just made it worse, my man. All right. So without any further ado, let's bring on Marshall, Marshall Atkinson, who is going to talk to us about AI. But first, let's just welcome him in. Welcome into the show, Marshall. Happy to have you in, man. Hey, guys. How are you doing? So awesome, Marshall. Thanks for uh, for coming in uh, ahead yeah. of your own podcast. So we're going to yeah, it's uh, a we're, busy we're debating on we promised you we'd get you out. But then you know, what if we just drag our feet and Alan's there just all. Just yeah, it's a busy morning and my partner i see is watching he's like yep. you know what the hell is he gonna say <laughs> <He's> good, <guys. laughs> don't use up all the stuff <laughs> don't use up all the good information <laughs> oh come on marshall we all know you always have more stuff man i'm not no, I always carry or i should talk Getting me to shut up is the problem, I think. <laughs> Stay here, my man. So for the very few people who don't know, tell us just a brief bit about yourself and, and where you come from in the industry. Well, I've been in the industry since 93, so about 30 years in, and uh, run some really big shops. And now I'm a, a coach. I'm also co-owner of Shirt Lab with Tom Rowan and Allie Banholzer. I have uh, all types of content creation. I've got a podcast called Success Stories. I blog every single week on my website, AtkinsonT-shirt.com. And of course, I've got the Q&A show with Alan Howe that airs just after yours. Yeah. And uh, and now I've got a new project, which is the Mid-Journey uh, um, Elevating uh, create a Print. It's hard to say. Elevating Print Creativity Newsletter, uh, yeah. which is all about trying to get folks using mid-journey with print and all the techniques and tools and tips that you can go uh and we're actually using um a lot of stories from people with what they did where they made a mistake or where they had success all that that's what's in the newsletter it publishes every single monday and um it's 12 bucks a month so there's a lot of content for not a lot of money 
Uh, if you'd like to subscribe, the link is right there under my name and uh, got a lot of people subscribing. So it's good. It's really, uh, really a fantastic thing. And I'm happy to do it. And as an ex art director, uh, this is right up my alley. So um, lots of cool stuff there. That's awesome. Well, you know, Marshall, I'm just now getting my feet on the ground with direct to film as a new thing in the industry. So now there's mid journey. <laughs> Tell yeah, our listeners yeah. what it is and, and how they might use it. So mid journey is a way that you can use word prompts to artificially create an image that uh, just it. Um, so mid journey is trained on billions of images that are on the internet and uh, image word pairs. So when you say mm -hmm. skull and watercolor, just as two prompts, what it does is it tries to find skulls and tries to find what watercolor looks like and mashes them together to create a new image. It does not take images and do stuff with it. That's not how it works. So uh, it, you're so it's not actually taking anybody's artwork or photo or anything. It's kind of inspired by and it just like assimilates a lot of stuff together in a new thing. And uh, I can show you I, I've got it set up right here. If you guys want to flip to that, I can yeah. type in something. And this is Mid Journey. This is my Mid Journey account. And how it works is that we can just type in. You start with imagine. That's the, how you start the prompt. And because you're a dad joke, we'll say bear, right? What uh, we'll, of course. We'll say bear and we'll say uh, stained glass. If I can type it in right. Sometimes when you're learning this stuff, it's best to keep the prompt simple. And that way you can see what happens. And uh, so it, it goes and it starts thinking about what does a bear look like? What does stained glass look like? And it gives you four things, four examples. And we don't know what it's going to do. It's totally unpredictable, which is the really great thing and the horror at the same time. <laughs> About AI, yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe. And uh, so this is, it's, it's going to resolve the thing here. Usually it's about 30 seconds or so. And uh, it's creating some images. We don't know what's what's up here. And um, a lot of times it's your internet connection too. <laughs> For our podcast listeners, uh, just uh, go uh, to, over to uh, tworegularguys.com, the number two, regularguys.com, and we'll have uh, all this posted here uh, sometime next week. Yeah, okay. another great so reason here, to be on the YouTube feed, folks. <laughs> so here's, here's our final result. Okay. Yeah. This took 30 seconds to create. Holy cow, that's incredible. Okay. Now yeah. we could take this and we can refine it. We can do some stuff. You could also, using other words, you can use less colors or more colors or your color palette, or yeah. you can give it even more direction to get whatever you want out of it. Right. Um, and what's really fun here is which of these do you like the best, Terry? Uh, I think I like the one in the bottom right. Bottom right. Okay, so that yeah. was so it's one, two, three, four, and then this row of buttons controls that, right? So you have upscale, meaning we can make that larger, and we have variations, which means we can do variations based on that. So we'll upscale it real quick, and we'll also do variations just to show you what happens. So here's an upscale. Right. And uh, we can the mid journey 5.2 just got released yesterday. So we actually have new buttons here that I actually haven't played with. <laughs> so, <laughs> and well, uh, so but we'll look at this moving. real quick. So here's a closer um, of of the one that you liked. OK, yeah. so let's say you're a stained glass artist. Here's a way that you could like iterate different designs quickly. Um this also could be because we're doing DTF. What if we made that into a DTF transfer or we'd use our Roland printer and made stickers out of it, right? Yeah, um, there's all types of stuff that we could be doing with this. Um, and just to show you the versatility, I'll do another prompt here. I don't want to take all my time, but we'll do uh, as soon as I can 
type imagine properly. We'll do bear and then we'll do um, uh, pencil sketch. Well, and, and while you're doing that, so you and I are longtime screen printers. Yep. Um, do I have an option going in, in there to say and make it six colors or make it four? Colors? Well, you can. Well, you can control the amount of colors by uh, using words like duotone or monochrome or quad tone. You can also give it commands like blue. Yeah, if, if you want things oh, to be nice blue. Colors. You can also <laughs> say isolated if you don't want to have a whole scene. Right. Mm. Uh, and you, there's a lot of ways you can do it. The only way to it's like learning to cook or ride a bike or drive a car. The only way to learn how to do this is guess what is to do it. Do right. It. Yeah. And I would recommend you start playing with stuff uh, and you kind of mess around with it a little bit. Um, and while we're waiting on the pencil sketch to come up. So this one is four versions of the one that you liked. Okay, yeah. so they're all similar, but they're all different. Right. Uh, and then here is the pencil sketch of the bear, right? So let's say we're doing a one color of a bear, right? Look at the bottom uh, left one here, right? Yeah. If mm -hmm. you were to do like a National Park logo or something and screen print that on a T-shirt, that's an instant seller right there, okay? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't really have to do a whole lot. Now, why is this important? As an next art director, our job is to create amazing images for our clients as fast as we can. And the reason why I'm all amped up on this is because I'm old enough to know what it was like to use a stack camera, Terry. Okay. Remember that? <laughs> Remember spending two days creating one piece of art because you had to do each plate by hand, make a blue line, make a camera ready make yeah. the film, get it to dry. I mean, it was like forever. And then the personal computer came out and changed all that. And that's what happened. And we went from spending two days creating a piece of art to maybe an hour or two for something that was really great, maybe a little longer if it was some Photoshop thing. Now I've got four bare images that look fantastic in a minute that I could send to a client and go, hey, which one of these do you like? Oh, you don't like them? I can re-roll it and do four more just as easy. And we could add logos. We could be using this. We could color it. We could bring it into Photoshop. We can edit it. We can do all types of stuff. And the, the way I've explained it is, um, for those of you that are familiar with American football, right? We can take the kickoff, opening kickoff from our own end zone and we can run it all the way down to about the seven or eight or yard line. And it takes just a little more effort to score the touchdown. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mid journey is not perfect, but guess what? It gets us way farther down the field than we're ever able to do it. The trick is to control the image using the word prompts which means you have to be very specific about what you want to do. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I think honestly, it's, I think of it as a way to do more ideation. It's getting over that blank page that just hunts people down. You have that blank page where you're staring at a thing. And if you don't really know where you're headed, uh, this absolutely, at least if nothing else, gets you to the point where you start having some concepts to work from. If you really don't know where you're headed or you don't have good customer prompts, this could really save you. Now, I, I certainly see the arguments on the other side, but I think that's the thing. People don't always know where we're headed from this. You're talking about the prompts and how those are built. And it really is about almost learning the language of AI. But I'm sure that's some stuff you cover in your newsletter. What kind of stuff are you teaching? What can a decorator learn from the newsletter that will help them get started? Well, we're teaching how to use lighting. We're teaching word prompts. Mm. We're giving challenges. Other readers are sharing what they're doing. We're, um, we're also learning how to use the settings. We're learning how to do some things. Uh, you can actually use, instead of imagine, slash imagine, you could say slash describe upload any photograph and it will share with you the word prompts to use it. I have an example of that. I was on a coaching call the other day and we did that exact thing with this mm. beach photograph. And, and so we did dash slash describe. It gave us four versions 
And then we tried it ourselves. And of course, it gave us looking out an airplane window. So we don't like the wings. We rewrote it to something that was a little less airplaney. And then we <laughs> saved the one that we really liked. And this is what I actually posted on my Instagram earlier today, right? Mm -hmm. So this was completely generated by AI. Now imagine you're doing something for a real estate agent that sells beachfront property, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this could be incorporated into a digital brochure. Maybe you throw that into uh, something and you could print that on a t-shirt. Maybe you know, Who knows what we could do, right? Mm -hmm. So it just allows you to have some different things. Now for you, Eric, I just did bear <laughs> embroidery. Okay. So here's some embroidered bears. Okay. Also, for people who aren't watching, there's also some bears wearing embroidered gear. So that's yeah, kind of yeah. fun. So it's just, that may it's, not be what you meant, but it's <laughs> you just crazy. Crazy. we just use two words, right? So yeah, right. it's it's like the, uh, you know, what do you do, right? And so you've got some questions here. So Ramona says, I like yeah. the idea of all original art. Yeah. You know, what about copyright issues, right? So sure. here's the thing. You can't copyright... AI stuff because a human being did not create it. Okay. Yeah. Now you take this stuff and you bring it into Photoshop and you goof around with it. Now that's your art. Okay. Mm. Also um, what's really interesting here is um, we don't know that I'm sure somebody is going to take mid journey to court. We sure. don't know where that's going, but in the meantime, we're really creating some really crazy things and I can tell you that um, the thing with copywriting artwork is if you were to somebody steal your artwork, you're dumping easily a hundred grand into that to take them to court. Okay. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people don't ever take things to court for copyright issues unless you're Disney or Harley Davidson or Jack Daniels or whatever, yeah. because yeah. they've got a, uh, um, uh, a better lawyers than you, right? So, you know, <laughs> well, it's also so, hard to prove damage. I mean, that's the thing people don't realize too. Is sometimes it's hard to prove damages because yeah. you actually have to prove that there's been some monetary, you know, damages yeah. to the brand or to your ability to sell. So, there's a lot of folks right. who don't, you're right, don't chase it. Um, but I think you're right about it. it's going to get proved out. We'll have to see. It, I think we just haven't caught up. Just like you, you're writing it, uh, a, a, direct stream of educational material about mid journey. And there was a feature came out today that you may, you have to learn immediately. Like it's, it's coming yeah. out so quickly. None of us are fully on top of it. It's we actually were talking yeah. in the green room before the show and Marshall kind of yeah. said, Hey, if you say you're an expert in this stuff, you probably not. Cause it's just moving too fast. I, I right. can't agree more. You yeah. just have to be that guy like Marshall here. Who's who plays with it every day. And uh, so, yeah. so, so Marshall, um, you said, you know, you can, you can, you know, make it your own, but so at some point, like you were saying, sorry, the <laughs> speaking of AI, the assistants are trying to listen in on this conversation. <laughs> but uh, so the the art comes from somewhere. Um, yeah. At some point in time, is somebody going to say? And I think you've kind of alluded to this. Hey, wait a minute. That's that's the that's my bear. That's <laughs> it. it, it uh, this total. I don't see how anybody can prove that. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, now here's the the thing that I think will happen is, uh, you know, you'll say, hey, I'm doing a cool AI version of John Wick with Keanu. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's going to say, uh, I don't want that. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what's going to happen now. Which bear is that? Who knows? Right. It, and like, um, I think to me, um, who we can't predict the future. These are some fantastic tools. Uh, we should be using it. We can make what we want our own. We can also take these images to Photoshop. We can do the editing. We can also bring it back to mid-journey. We can use a blend command where we can blend images together. There's a lot of things that we can do. And what this does is it doesn't take somebody's bear picture and then add a tree to it. That's not how it works. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you have to understand how the technology works. It isn't stealing from somebody, right? Now, it can be inspired by an artist, you know, Picasso or Todd McFarland or somebody in the style of so-and-so. It takes that how they think and how they visualize stuff, 
and it might try to emulate that, but it's not taking somebody's painting and then adding a butterfly to it. And then now you've got a copyright thing. That's not how it works. So there, um, it's going to be very interesting how this proves out. Um, also, this isn't the only creative AI tool. There's plenty of them. There's Dolly, you know, you have Photoshop, uh, Generative Fill, Photoshop, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adobe Firefly. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff out there that you could use. To me, Midjourney is the most popular one that gets the fastest and best results. That's the reason I'm why I'm doing the newsletter on it. And that's because most people are using it. So if I'm trying to make a commercial thing like a newsletter, uh, it's the, uh, you know, you go with the, the most popular thing because it has the most users, right? And uh, I love using it. It is the most amazing thing. Also, it doesn't have to be a scene, okay? So I've yeah. got a, um, uh, you can do flowers, right? So this is just my kind of portfolio thing that Midjourney has, right? You can see all the different types of images that I'm sharing. Um, yeah. There is one I did the other day of a burlap bag texture. Hmm. So I created this 30 seconds, brought it into Photoshop, made it monochrome, made it posterized it, and then brought that in and shoved that into some words for a really interesting look for a piece, right? It doesn't have to be the full-on thing, right? It Sometimes you just want one little chunk of something, okay? Yeah, yeah. And that's what makes this is really interesting and makes it a really great tool for your art department because you can iterate and create faster. Okay. That's the important thing is that we're able to create faster things for our clients and make them happy. That's the end goal is happy clients. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah. so that's kind of the overview of what it is. We'd love for you guys to subscribe to the newsletter and learn more. Um, also, yeah. We constantly ask questions for our readers about where they're stubbing their toe, what doesn't work for them. That way I can create content. Our, um, <laughs> our newsletter that's coming out on Monday is going to have um, an industrial designer showing how he's using MidJourney to use textures so he can iterate faster. He creates products for Nike and a bunch of different people. Also, um, I've got a whole thing on there about how to take your mid-journey file and separate it into spot colors uh, mm -hmm. in Photoshop using channels. So there's a video cool. and a step-by-step cool. instruction. Uh, I do that every issue. There's a step-by-step -step about how to do stuff. So this is Very really cool. tactical ways of using uh, this software. Um and I think for anybody that's got an art department, this is really kind of a, a tool that you really need to be using. You know, Marshall, I was just going to ask you that this last question. I knew you have to go. But, sure. Uh, the, um, so so our, I was talking to someone just yesterday that has uh, 11 illustrators in his art department. Yeah. Uh, should they say, say it ain't so? Or should they say, oh, my gosh, look at this incredible tool I have now? Well, imagine what, how much more productive those 11 illustrators can be if instead of spending six hours creating uh, something, they're only spending 10 minutes creating the image. Let, let's just say we want, uh, if you, Eric, just flip back sure. to my thing. Uh, we want to do cute little cats for something, right? So here's cute little kittens. These take nothing, no time to do. I did this with one of my coaching clients the other day, right? They, we talked about using a yellow kitten, right? And mm -hmm. um, here's mid journey. Okay. How do we use it? Okay. What's, what's isolate it and we can make a sticker out of it. So let's say you wanted to do a sticker set with cute kittens. You could do a dozen of these in maybe five minutes and mm -hmm. gang rush, gang print them. Right. And then, uh, Here's one that's orange. So instead of yellow, you got orange. So mm -hmm. these are all with word prompts, right? And you could just change instead of orange, you could do red, gray, purple, whatever. And then this whole series, we could isolate it, gang sheet them and start printing stuff. And it's a theme that you can build 
the trick here is about trying to understand the words that you use. Okay? Yeah. yeah. I can't emphasize that enough. The only way to learn is to start playing with it. I've created a spreadsheet for myself. I've tried, uh, I think I'm around 240 or 250 different word prompts that mm. totally make impact on the image that I've yeah. tried and re-rolled and that kind of stuff. The, and the bigger your vocabulary, the better you are at this. So Eric. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> let me let me tell you, that's like for those of us who do have some writing background, uh, I'm sure we feel a little vindicated for these useless degrees we have, um, <laughs> because honestly, it does. It becomes kind of this language exercise. And at the same time, what I'll say is for those of you who think that it just completely obliviates having someone who knows design, absolutely not. You, I mean, you have to be able to describe it correctly. And then once you're done with these, these are not ready, not necessarily for I'd say like business to business logo work. If you're doing logo work, you're going to have to do work on that. That's not just going to come directly mm -hmm. out of a prompt. But I, I will say, like I said for, for earlier, this is the same thing with text-based AI, which I'm going to talk about as well later. Um, sometimes when you're just facing the blank page, anything to break you out of that, I don't quite get it. If you could sit there and refine a pose by continuing to describe it, and then you could redraw right on top of it. It's yeah. nothing different than what we've done with raster art that a customer has provided for years. Yeah. So I think that there, there's a, there's a, argument for it as a tool i think people freak out because they see it used as like plugins that go direct to digital print where people have no filter in between the two and i can see why that freaks people out but i think there's there's a medium where we can use it as a tool it's still it doesn't have to mean that everybody who does art is just out of a job today yeah right so here's an image it's a one color so terry you're asking about that right yeah so yeah. imagine that you're doing something for your local high school and their mascots to spartans so you create a Spartan helmet that's more elaborate than they've ever had. You print this 18 inches high on a black T-shirt and drop their school logo on it. And I guarantee you, you're selling a gazillion shirts. Exactly yeah. right. And this, yeah, took, right. Um, this took a minute to design, right? So yeah. here's the prompts. Spartan warrior helmet, duotone, high contrast, black background, metallic, detailed texture. That's it. Very yeah. cool. I tell you what, every DTG and DTF decorator out there yeah. is going to love this. I will say. Well, Marshall, I have 100 more questions, so you yeah. have to promise to come back. Yes. And uh, I'll let I'll let Eric send you on your way here. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's been asking, where are you teaching this class? But guys, it's, it's already in the uh, descriptions here. This is a newsletter. But still, tell us a little bit more about uh, where they can reach out to you and where they can see you outside of the whole mid-journey experiment. Yeah, thanks. So uh, you uh, in my, let's see if I can get my finger right here. In the, <laughs> this, this prompt right here is the bit.ly link for the newsletter where you can go and subscribe. Is $12 a month. Uh, if you want to pay for the yearly, it's only a hundred bucks. And so you get a little savings there and it publishes every single Monday. Uh, and uh, some of your viewers are already subscribed. So thank you for yep. subscribing. And uh, it's totally interactive. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know how you're using it. I want to know the, you know, what's working or not working for you. So either we can celebrate your victory or we can explain, hey, let's see how we can fix that. So mm -hmm. because other people are probably having the same challenge because a lot of it is not intuitive. This lives on Discord. Okay. It yeah. is so. <laughs> It's just a crazy mess of stuff. It It's not easy to use. There is no easy button. You just got to get in there and mess around with it, right? Um, so there's that. If By the way, if you're going to be at the ISS Fort Worth show, I'm mm. teaching a class on this, and we're going to be talking about chat GPT. We're going to be talking about mid-journey. We're going to be talking about Photoshop generative fill and also uh, Adobe Firefly. Those are the four things that we're going to be doing. And we're going to be doing live demonstrations during the class. Cross the fingers that my internet connection works. <laughs> just thinking the same thing. And, All presenters know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's that. And then a uh, one last plug, if I can do it. Absolutely. Uh, I would. Um, Shirt Lab New Orleans is coming up. If you could share that real quick, Eric. Um, sure. Coming up next month, uh, July the 29th, Saturday. Uh, we have an amazing lineup of speakers. Uh, and it's going to be lots of fun. So our 
networking event is July the 28th. Um, that's where famous rock, paper, scissors tournament happens. And the winner gets a, uh, a Stahl's Vision IQ 360 hat press, which is the best congrats. piece of equipment. I don't People are making a... It's really fantastic. You could it, get a really fantastic is. car payment out of what you get out of that thing. And That's then... Um, that. I love it. So, <laughs> it's great. so we've got a fantastic line of speakers. Jay Bissell's kicking us off. He's doing a whole thing on community building. Allie Banholzer, who's our, our resident badass, is doing a whole thing on Lean Six Sigma. <laughs> Jenna Sackett's doing a, a deal on Legion. Lori Feldman, who uh, presented at our St. Louis event, is doing a thing on drip marketing. Tom Round is doing a whole thing on uh, referrals. And then our keynote speaker is Mike Michalowicz, who wrote Profit First, Pumpkin Plan, a whole bunch of other books. He has a yeah. new book coming out next year about uh, hiring and retaining employees. And nice. he's doing an hour and a half on his book, right? Wow. So Fantastic. plus Very you're cool. hanging out with all these folks with our networking and breaks and lunches and stuff. So um, Very cool. huge thanks to our sponsors. And I got to go, so I won't mention them by name. But <laughs> go to shirtlablive.com and get signed up. Love to see you there. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marshall. Thank Marshall, you for being thanks with so us. Much. Definitely. We want, we want you back. We, we're going to have a thousand more questions. So, <laughs> right. Right. So right. Later, sir. Thanks guys. All right. See you later. Right. See you soon. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. I, I mean, I like really I said, do have a hundred more questions, but <laughs> well, I know we're going to chat about it a little bit more since there's a lot more. I know we have to talk about on this, on this kind of topic. And I know more people want to talk about it. before that. I know we have a little bit of business to do. We didn't get to do it. Yeah, well, We'll, we'll, we'll do a little housekeeping. Uh, yeah, right why, now. Not? So, why not? <laughs> all right. So, Eric, before we keep going, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We are always looking for new guests. So if you or anyone you know would like to join us, co go to calendly.com slash two, the number two, two. regular guys <laughs> with your show ideas. We need your voices. We want to do some new intros. You guys have been hearing our intros uh, for the last 10 years, and, and we try to update those with new voices all the time. So um, we would love to have the regulators participate and go to decorators.inkink slash intro and just read a few sentences and be a part of the show going forward. Yep. And uh, we would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you do your podcast listening. And if you're watching us live right now, please uh, join in with your comments and questions as yeah. uh, Eric and I continue on with this discussion. Absolutely. But before we get into that, uh, I think I want to go ahead and give Aaron a moment here because he's got some great stuff he's trying to get to. Uh, I'll have to admit, we have to make sure and get it all sorted out because sometimes Aaron will have all this laid out for me before we get going. Uh, and honestly, uh, it looks like he may or may not have given me the right tag for which promo we're going to do. So we're going to go ahead and give him a link to that mindset promo and let you hear a little bit more of what's going on with OSG. So I want to share with you three mental states most business owners struggle to master. It's goal setting so that you believe it's possible. It's facing fears to be able to step outside of your comfort zone. And finally, taking action, even when you're not sure what action to take. Now, 90% of the challenges business owners have faced have nothing to do with the nuts and bolts of running a business. It's not the accounting, the production, or even the marketing. It is the mindset. Now, as entrepreneurs, we need to cultivate a mindset that we were never taught in school. All right, so Aaron has that going on over at osg.link slash mindset. There's also other great stuff he's got going on for revolutionizing your business. Go over to OSG and check out more of what Aaron has going on. So believe me it's got a lot to teach and a lot to share about not only getting your head right but getting yourself working uh on your business not just in your business so it's really great stuff from aaron and osg so all right 
Terry, I mean, we had to absorb a lot this morning because <laughs> we were already talking to Marshall. He's live making stuff in mid-journey, which, by the way, yet yeah, does feel weird. If you guys don't know, Discord is a chat app originally made for gamers. So this is like a gamer chat app. This is a communications app. And we're talking to the mid-journey uh, AI server through that chat app. It is a new way of doing things in a way we really never have done. And I'll say, though I'm not as at all down the rabbit hole as far as some of the people who have been out there doing the AI stuff already. But I've I've been kind of using lots of the products myself and exploring some some possibilities. But it brings up a lot of questions and concerns that I think everybody has. Um, so I want to toss around a few questions and hopefully you'll bear with me because I know Terry, I'm putting you on the spot for some of this stuff for your opinions. But let's just toss some <laughs> questions around and, and talk about AI, man. Well, yeah, you know, um I think the biggest thing for me, and I think, uh, and, and, you know, as you said, you know, a lot of people are out there using this, but I think it's the, it's, it's the minority of people. I, I'm going to guess yeah. that a, a majority of the people who are listening to, you know, watching this show or listening to the podcast version of the show are going to be like, I had no idea uh, that I didn't know this mm -hmm. existed. So, um, what uh, you you tell me, Aaron or Aaron Eric? <laughs> Either one of us is here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so what do you th what what kind of concerns do you have about about uh, decorators out there using this? And, and you know, uh, sure. I, I'm gonna jump off uh, uh, on a tangent and sure, I, I don't sure, know sure. if you know the answer to this either, but yeah, I, I was as Marshall was talking, I thought, okay, what about the person who says, you know, I'm a Chiefs fan. I want a a Chiefs Super Bowl graphic. Well, yeah, and, and and so now there's somebody that has the Chiefs logo on their jersey, and so it, it's. I'm afraid people are going to see this <laughs> and say, "Well, it's okay because it's generated by the computer, but it's not okay." Oh. If it's got somebody's trademarked logo on it, so what's your well? Here's the thing. First thing I'm going to tell everybody is. When people show you AI, they show you kind of best case scenarios for it. And I'm just going to be really clear. AI doesn't do text correctly. It, if you say a logo or a name and you prompt it, it frequently will bring you back something that looks like letters but isn't. Now, I'm not no. saying it's going to continue being like that forever, but you'll ask it for a logo and you'll get back something that looks like you're in an alien language that's been f made by an art director for a movie because the letters don't really make perfect sense, but they look like the style of the logo. AI takes apart images and, and makes them into these almost like language, like phonemes, these little elements that it can reconstruct. And I'm probably explaining it incorrectly, but I'm not an AI, you know, an AI builder. I'm not a programmer of it. But when it puts it back together, it does it in the style of a thing. It doesn't really know words. It doesn't know how we form lettering. So you regenerating some of these logos is probably going to happen. What I do see people doing, though, and may or may not expose them, is they'll go ahead and use color prompts that are team colors to get something close and then they drop a logo that they've gotten from any other number of vector sources that we all know are out there and put that on together as a garment but the thing is it's the use that makes this illegal not the generation if you start generating stuff with if you put logos on anything it doesn't matter whose drawing it was or whose art it was you slap a chief's logo on it and you're infringing if you sell that we all know that uh, so I think some of those questions are just more about, hey, we already know what happens if you go down this route. It doesn't really matter what tool we used, whether we use generative AI or we drew it ourselves. If we know we're stepping on toes, we're stepping on toes. Um, and I think that's really what it is. And for me, um, and this is kind of what I want to bring up to you too, though I see people complaining or con being concerned, not complaining, complaining is the wrong word, being concerned about using it for you know direct print or anything like that, where we're just going straight from AI to print. I think there's secondary art, there's marketing materials, there's like uh, Marshall was showing, if you needed a background scene of a crowds because you're going to be promoting something to teams for schools and you want to put like a, a, a soft image of a crowd behind someone wearing a garment, what a great way to do that without having to take shots of a crowd or go get stock photography. And you can tweak the way that the crowd looks. You can tweak the levels without having to do any Photoshop work yourself. There's a certain amount of work that I don't think is super creative and i don't mean to put it it's not like putting some sort of pallor over it but you know it's like it's something that you just need this stock image and rather than filing through tons and tons of stock you might decide to use generative AI to do it and i don't see that that's necessarily that bad it's not the same as making 
like I said, if you try and ask it for a brand new logo for someone, you're going to be very sad if you throw text into it and think it's going to be <laughs> a logo type. It's just not going to do it correctly. It still well, requires people to do that kind of work. I thought Marshall's example of that denim fabric and for podcast listeners, I mean, it looked really, really cool. And he used it as a fill for lettering. I thought, oh my gosh, that's what, what an awesome tool. Rather than search the internet for denim fabric that you're going to borrow and, and use as a fill. But, you know, Eric, my, I, my concern also is that there's so much misunderstanding about uh, yeah, copyright sure. or trademark. Always, and always. I, I mean, I had somebody say to me once uh, at a trade show, my attorney says anything on the internet's okay to print on a shirt. And I'm like, Oh my God, no, oh, no. that's not correct. Not, not but, whatsoever. Yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, we've, we've had, um, an attorney on here many times talking we've got to have yeah, him back by the way to yeah. talk about this oh, i'm sure but i'm just uh i'm just uh, fearful that people are going to take this technology and and just abuse the heck out of it um oh sure you know, I, on etsy <laughs> i think i think what's more concerning than ai honestly is just a flood of generate and print with no input with no skill yeah. materials that's and that's more concerning to me is that someone will just literally go out to Etsy and figure out with a, a tool chain with AI, which would not be difficult whatsoever, just to make a ton of mock-ups of cute cat shirts and just blast a million of them out there without trying. Just generate and post. Just generate and post and generate and post until digital marketplaces become so cluttered that you can't get anything that's unique. And there's an argument to be made for that. But I, I'm going to go ahead and say what bring up what uh, Tanya said, because she's really been enjoying playing with it. She says this, though, uh, you can be afraid and you can be angry about it, or you can up your game to use it better, more be more efficient, more creative. I think there's, and here, it's more like this to me. It's like, uh, it's out of the bag. It's out there. It hasn't been controlled yet. We don't have fences around it. Someone's going to use it. It's probably up to us in the industry if we want to establish some practices for it to at least know what we're talking about. Um, whether you or know, not you want to use it that way. You know, Eric, this week I heard mm -hmm. someone say to uh, uh, to a, a decorator that in two years, graphic designers will be a thing of the past. And I thought, and of course, <laughs> I'm flashing back. Yeah, I know uh, where you're going. In two years, screen printing will be gone. In two years, this will be gone. I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh, why do people, I mean, people have to jump to that conclusion that, oh, well, that's it. You're done. Your screen printers are gone. Well, oh, and here, you, you put in 30 years learning how, you're you're done. Yeah. Um, I mean, a tool, another tool that we can use. Obviously. And honestly, the other thing is, if you want something that's entirely brand new, AI can't do that. AI digests existing material and spits out yeah. new stuff that's based on those styles. Now, can we get to some new and interesting materials because we do new combinations? That's kind of what artists do anyway. We take in a lot of information and then we create new things from all these influences that we have. So it does make something that can be newer, new, it interesting. But if you want something completely alien, completely different, you may have to make it yourself. And I mean, that's the thing. We're still going to have room to put things into this. Plus, like any other art, this is one that I brought up. I talked with Marshall briefly uh, about AI, and it's actually, this is one of the examples I brought up. Digital sign printing did not take away the window painter, did not take away the hand lettering uh, sign guy. Are, are there far fewer of them? Yes. Um, are there people who make their entire career being excellent hand-painted sign people? Absolutely. And there's some really fantastic ones. I frequently share them on my social media because I am fascinated by watching someone who's a very good pinstriper, who's a very good sign painter, do their job. Um, there's always room for an artisan to do the highest version of the work. Whereas for those of us who really, it's it's like Marshall said, you got a high school who just says, oh yeah, I want a bear, but I want it to be you know in a football helmet. We maybe don't need to draw a million of those. I mean, maybe that's not the most creative art you can do on your given day. And if that's okay, I mean, it's it's kind of like I said about digitizing. Um, there's an end to how many times I want to make the running plumber that we've all made 50 times since, you know, 1963 when the first guy drew the running plumber. I've digitized four of them that I remember off the top of my head right now. Um, if someone wants to take over the running plumber for me, I'm not going to argue anymore because it's not super creative work and sometimes it just needs to get bashed out because it's what somebody wants for their logo um i don't know that that's the worst thing to say and i'm an, i'm really against most of that auto auto digitizing but because it doesn't it takes away our creative impetus i don't know that this takes it all away and it still allows for us to work so I, i'm i'm in the middle on this right now but i think it yeah like i said i don't know that 
copyright for me is not the big concern for me the concern is just the glut of people who are going to make a plug-in there is a plug-in that we talked about it was on the news last episode where people do a prompt and then order a shirt that plug-in for me is a little scarier but then honestly if you're someone with the dtg printer or dtf um that's kind of great for you because you're literally doing nothing but the print and the selling it's a it's a hard thing between business and creativity where we want to put this thing in and what does it mean to us well you know we're, we're a little short on time as, as yeah, sure. uh but but you know you're a writer i'm a writer and by, and by the way i wrote an yeah, entire novel yeah. around a painted window sign beer bait and barbecue <laughs> by the way great great novel i've read every word so <laughs> thank you very much yeah. but uh as a writer uh, yeah. you, you know, talk to us a little bit about about the the sure. um, these these models for uh, and Aaron uses uses the yeah. the AI. Yeah, he uses ChatGPT pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah. Talk talk to us a little bit about that sure. for people who don't know. Well, there's not just these uh, image models. We have large language models like uh, OpenAI. OpenAI actually has GPT. GPT-4 is the one that's in their Plus program. ChatGPT-3 or GPT-3 is the model that's behind ChatGPT that's free that everybody's been using. Um, and it does the same thing. It, it carves uh, language up into smaller words. It digests a, a mass amount of language into smaller chunks so that it can then reconstitute this stuff. And it comes out sounding pretty intelligent. It's not that bad. What I'm going to say is, whole cloth creation it it has a tendency to be uh confidently wrong uh, and especially when it first came out it's getting better and better it's the worst it's ever going to be we know right now it's the worst it's ever going to look but i remember asking it technical questions the one that I, I always refer to is i was like okay uh what's the difference between 40 and 68 thread for those in the embroidery world we know 48 thread is thicker than 68 it actually gets thinner as the numbers go higher uh, in that particular system of measurement and it continually told me that 68 was thicker and the thing is everything else it said was reasonable these were all reasonable assumptions about what you should do with different threads how thicker and th thinner threads worked but that one technical difference the way it digested this it just could not get past the concept that the larger number was thicker so the thing is if you digest this stuff out you just ask it a question and try and publish an article you can be confidently wrong um, and you will sound confidently wrong and people will call you out for it so it still needs expert review but it does incredible work especially with things like summarizing i have put one of my articles in it and asked for a summary and it was bang on point for point it had every bullet point I would have gathered out of that material. Um, and then I'm going to say, as someone who works in the software world right now, I'm looking at things like uh, there are chat bots that use a document for the training model. So you could do something like put in your uh, training manual for your shop or a manual for a piece of equipment and talk to it. You could ask it questions and it will come back. Now, these models are still in early uh, kind of early days chat pdf is one that i've played with there's a couple others where they will give you links and sometimes they'll even show you the document on the left hand side and your question and answer session on the right hand side and move to the place in the manual it's referring to when you ask the questions these i think are very useful tools ai is not just creating out of nowhere the big language models have been trained on on mass amounts of text generally from the internet there's arguments as to whether that's good or bad but it can digest things, it can alter things, it can add to them, it can help you to summarize, it can give you bullet points and formatting in text. These things can be useful because once again, it takes out kind of that doldrum work, that work that we don't <laughs> always wanna do that's not the creative work, it's not writing, it's reorganizing, it's summarizing a piece of text so that you can put a link up and have a, a summary section whenever you guys have, have you know, doing like the uh, social graphs where you have to have a small summary for your blog post, fantastic way to get that done is is in chat you know chat gpt or in one of those models yeah eric uh, you know uh, aaron and i just did for uh, printing united alliance we did a, mm. a, a an education an educational course on on dtg and dtf yeah. and for each section that each of us did we uh, also had to add four or, or three or four uh, review questions mm. and of course mm. i'm sitting here you know thinking of all these questions and Aaron goes, Oh, mine are done. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, oh, I just had AI do them. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah. my God. And those are so much better than mine. <laughs> well, and, and it's the thing is you've already written the material. You have a vetted expert who wrote the material. 
all it's doing is going through because it understands how language is put together and it goes, okay, I see these key points. I turn, I flip a statement into a question. It's some, it's the same thing you do when you're doing it, when you're yeah. making questions, it's just doing it automatically and quickly. And by the way, you don't have to use that text. In fact, I've got a, a really easy story with Cindy King out of Texas talking about this. She's like, I have a story about AI. We're doing rosters and the people send them in in files that are last name, first name. We put it in AI and it reversed first, last and no commas and saved us hours. So huh. she just used it to reformat a list of text. I think that's the thing is everybody thinks what we're doing with AI and people are doing this with AI saying, write me an article about this, write me a, a news story about this, write me an ad about this. And I think, yeah. and then using it. Now, I think the other problem is it doesn't have a lot of style. AI sounds very samey, especially like GPT-3. I'm sorry, it doesn't. You, you can t give it prompts just like uh, Marshall yeah. showed you with styles like duo tone and color. You can talk about... Um, what the article should sound like, what style it should be in, and it will work with prompts, but it's kind of samey. It's it has its same understanding of language, um, but stuff like this, reformatting a big list of text, getting bullet points out of something, doing a summary, or honestly putting putting your ideas together and just starting. Like I said, blank page syndrome. We've always ha we've all f had the blank page in front of us and can't figure it out, but sometimes just reacting to a thing can make it better. So you say, all right, what's the most important stuff about this topic? And it comes back with something that was digested out of the internet. And you're like, no, that's not the most important stuff. We now have a thing to react against. And it's sometimes that's easier for people than the blank page. Rather you than know, come up uh, with a list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Eric, uh, say, for instance, uh, there's a podcast and they did their 500th <laughs> episode. And, and one of the people accidentally deleted from the internet the the entire outline of that show but we needed to post it ai wrote that everybody when you go to episode wow. number okay. 500 because I, I, yes, I am the person who accidentally deleted it <laughs> <laughs> well and the other thing i'm going to tell you guys i actually tried this now i haven't gotten to play with it a lot there's a, a website out there a program out there called i believe, I believe it's called descriptor i'll have to look back into it because it's something i wasn't planning on talking about today it will take a transcript from your show or the entire recording, break it down and make show notes, give you a bullet point of topics, give you a summary. Now, I'm going to tell you, is it totally right? No, I did one. And some of the people who are my uh, my listeners who I brought up, I brought them up by name. It thought they were co-hosts because they had so many comments that I brought up in the uh, thing. It's like, oh, Eric Campbell and his co-host, Christine Shreve. And Christine wasn't on with me that day. She just had a lot of good comments. I read she had a lot to say. She had a lot to say, and I read it out. And so Christine ended up being my co-host in those notes. But how much less time do you think I would spend making show notes if I had that to start from? Oh, that's incorrect. And I just co corrected those things. It, it's like it, having a personal assistant. Hey, go through this and pull yeah, out. Take some notes for me real quick. Yeah. And then you look back and do it. Plus, I'm seeing a lot of people using it to study. Like I said, with that chat PDF, you get a a handout from someone and you put it in there and say, summarize this, ask me some questions. What's the most important part about blah. And if it, and when you're using, you're digesting that text because the original text is a known good piece of text, you know, is real. It's from an expert. It's something worthwhile that you intended to read. It's not just taking that information. It's when you ask the bare prompt that comes from the language model to give you information that you might be misled processing information that we already have that we know is good helps and believe it or not there's a bunch of we always talk about chat gpt that lives somewhere else if you are the kind of person who is highly technical uh, i mean i have run server based stuff locally before i have not run any of the ai stuff you can run local models that you train off your own documents that don't have necessarily all that other information in them it's more than just chat GPT that has a 2020 version of the internet that it was trained on. That's the reality of GPT-3. But the tool, the large language model as a tool is more than that. Oh, there we go, Descript. Yeah, Christopher just said that. Uh, that program is called Descript. It can be used for audio and video. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good one. And and here's another one. Uh, Christopher also has a comment about his usage. I use ChatGPT to help design my website, ask it to walk through the design process, help, um, ask me in steps like I was filling in a template, allowed me to make changes and work through it. Yeah, it can be a partner for you to do work. Um, and I think that is a useful thing to do with it. Yeah, exactly. So um, we're, we are definitely out yep. of time. And Eric <laughs> and I uh, uh, often will say, hey, make sure we finish on time. That week we can always blame Aaron for going over. Yeah, right, right. But... I have one more question for you. And sure, sure. We, always, we always do that crystal ball show at the end of the year. So you can have dibs on this one. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> when we do that show, but 
what, what's your prediction? Uh, wh- 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 where do you think we're going to go with AI in our industry moving forward? Um, I definitely think that we're going to see people using those plugins like I described and then having some more additions through design. We already have these design softwares are there. Um, if you imagine all of the online designers that we have just also having the ability to add to them a a image that comes from a prompt like that, I think that's happening. In fact, we already see it happening, but I think it will be more mature and we will see it being added to the design tools we use in online designers. I think that is a reality that's going to come up. Uh, frankly, I think that more people will use it and will finally suss out what it's going to look like and the highs and lows of using it. I think we're going to find that legal argument also get challenged within the next year or two. Um, also, for the people who keep asking me about embroidery, uh, yes, I think it's coming to embroidery, but we have to remember that embroidery is like a tool path. It's like a CAD program. It's something where I'm driving a machine and it has to do it correctly for it to work correctly. I think there is a point at which it will be trained on someone's large set of designs, but remember we have to have the design and the embroidery file and it has to understand how the machine works so someone has to put in some work for that to happen haven't seen it yet but i know there has got to be those discussions in fact i've been part of some of those discussions with people behind the scenes who are looking to do that it's about it's about money time and know-how and when those three three things come together i think it will eventually happen it's it's out of the bag it just see it just depends on who's going to invest in it and how it's going to shake out you, you, you know, I, I was listening when I was listening to Marshall, I was thinking because yeah. he and I are longtime screen printers. Um, 30 years ago, we used to pay uh, separators to do simulated yeah. process yeah. separations for us for a thousand dollars. And then Scott Fresner comes out with with software yeah. with a button click. It creates that exact same separation. This is kind of the same thing. Hey, I still have to print the shirts. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but I, I'm not paying a thousand dollars for somebody to create that separation for me. So I think it's oh, uh, along the same line. That's digitizing. Used to be one stitch at a time, drawn on a six to one big giant. It was a tablet sure. with a big drawing that was done ahead of time called the cartoon. It took two people to do one design, and it was hours and hours and hours. Cost immense amount of money. And then we got the ability to define an area and say, fill this with fill stitches. I'm starting here, I'm ending here. Please put this kind of stitches in. And that automation is now considered you know, de rigueur. It's the way that it's done. But that, when it first started, that wasn't the way. It was absolutely new. That was automation. And in fact, I'll give one last comment to uh, Todd from Fat Dad here. He says, uh, AI is now as is was automation before, right? As automation was before. Um, yes, some jobs may be lost, but things will become faster, more efficient, either grow with it or die. And I think... Um, for me, it's like digitizing. You can still do manual digitizing, and some people do. We use it inside of our modern digitizing software to do massive amounts of really fine control. But when you're trying to just fill an area with stitches and it's something that is not a creative venture, it's something you have to do, a little bit of automation goes a long way to getting you much faster and able to make more pieces. And ultimately, we're in a commercial industry here. Yes, the art is important. Yes, the creativity is important. But the speed and the ability to deliver are going to be important to us and, and win out in a lot of ways. Exactly right. All right. All right. Well, I, I'm I'm feeling confident we have another show coming soon. <laughs> I think we're going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be our old Mitch market where we did one like every six weeks. <laughs> we're we're going to be doing AI. But uh, oh, I'm hey, sure. let, me, let, me, uh, let me share with everybody what Aaron has it, coming man. up. September 13th, Impressions Expo Fort Worth Workshop, ABCs, yes. Design, Print, Market with the, uh, he's, he's doing this with the Magic Touch, CorelTrainer.com, and Creo, along with uh, our success group. And it's a full day workshop where uh, they will provide a start to finish look at custom apparel from initial, initial design to final print and beyond. And they're going to walk through each step, equipping you with the tools to create, organize market and deliver more to your customers yeah. if you'd like to know more about that it's the day before i believe uh yes. eric yeah. is that correct yeah um, go to osg.link uh forward slash abcs abcs how about you yeah. eric what do you have coming up well today i have a uh, take up number 157 can't believe it's been three years <laughs> three years that you could <laughs> a week if you wanted to uh cover-ups and corrections so we're talking about when things go wrong in embroidery and what you do to fix it we're going to talk about fixing these embroidery mishaps why we might want to consider a cover-up and when it just makes sense to put down the blade and pick up a catalog and order a replacement because sometimes you just need to quit picking out stitches folks uh head over to ericcampbell.com and click on the take up 
link at the top and you'll be able to get the full playlist. But it's happening live at 2.30 Mountain Time. Uh, what well, Mountain Daylight Time, let me be correct. And uh, <laughs> if you want to check that out today, this afternoon, I'd love for you to share your insights about picking stitches and why you should or shouldn't do it. Uh, also, as with Terry, we're also going to be together at Fort Worth. And, and hey, Marshall's going to be there teaching mid-journey, too. Uh, Impression Fort Worth is coming up shortly. September sounds like a long way away, but it'll come up on us fast. And I'll be teaching uh, Presenting Embroidery's Value Proposition. And there may be something else that I, I'm appearing for. But like we said, there's some interesting things going on. They're trying to do some new stuff at Impressions Expo. I know because I'm over on the board there trying to help with some of this stuff. And I see uh, more opportunities coming in, especially as next year gets rolling. So, uh, Terry, how about you? What do you have going on? Well, I have uh, in about an hour uh, at <laughs> one o'clock Eastern time, Jay Bassell and I are going to be hosting an Equipment Zone webinar about new products. And we might just have a special guest from nice. Epson coming to uh, to talk about a new DTG printer. So you can still register. It's a free webinar. Go to equipmentzone.com. And again, that's going to be at one o'clock Eastern time today. Nice. Uh, my complete screen printing business course schedule. I'll be at uh, Atlas Screen Supply in Chicago, August. 26th and 27th uh, back here in Phoenix at Workhorse Products September 23rd and 24th and as you as you mentioned all of us will be in Fort Worth I guess we're going to be doing a yeah. live show <laughs> Looks like and, it. Uh, I'm going to be talking about DTG and DTF printing and I'll also nice. be moderating a panel there as well and uh, as you mentioned Eric that'll be September 14th through 16th yes all right well watch for all that terrycombs.com folks uh, tour date tab is live we got stuff going on but with that i think we've come to another close of the show and hey not too far over the limit <laughs> a couple minutes over i'm doing all right uh thank <laughs> you very much to marshall atkinson for coming on and sharing all that about mid-journey and getting us started on a topic that i think we'll be revisiting repeatedly as terry said exactly right <laughs> and uh, thank you eric for not only being the show producer but being the always on call co-host <laughs> <laughs> that i am that i am uh, all right next week though i shouldn't be hopefully we're gonna have aaron back and it looks like we'll have rick damer with the 613 originals he'll be joining to talk about custom heat transfer artwork and apparel decorations so that's going to be great I keep uh, running into Rick at airports saying, hey, man, we have to get you on the show. <laughs> so here it's it finally is. Finally happening, man. Finally happening. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Eric Campbell sitting in for Aaron Montgomery. And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash two regular guys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, two regular guys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.